Hello, and welcome to Catholicism in the Car. My name is Parker Zerbal. Alright, so last night we talked, last night we talked a little bit. (laughs) So my son was just sick, and now I'm getting just a little bit of a cold. Joys of life, right? Okay. So last night, we talked about uh, the spiritual life as, you know, the other lung that is necessary for a Christian life. Uh, For a Christian life, you need proper catechesis, uh, and then you also need your relational, which is composed of your relationship with God and your relationship with man. So these three things correspond to what the Baltimore Catechism laid out as know, love, and serve. So you need to know God in order to love him, and you need to love God in order to serve him properly, or else you'll just serve him as a fearful slave or servant, which is which is not the Christian message. And we've been focusing for the last episode and this episode on our relationship with God. We did a review last time about the spiritual life, the stages of the spiritual life, the purgative, the illuminative, and the unitive, and the two the two kind of purifying intermediate stages, the dark night of the senses and the dark night of the soul. And we talked about why this is all helpful for a spiritual life, because it allows you to see the end to which you are going, and a little bit of the roadmap of how to get there. Now, I want to stress just again, I feel like I can't stress this enough, that a lot of times, once people learn about the stages of the spiritual life, they fall into the trap of trying to box themselves in to one or another of these stages. That's really impossible to do. And if you do it, you're honestly going to be struggling with a lot of pride along the way. Um, Now, some people would argue, and I've heard this argued, that... uh, this is just a natural part of growing in the spiritual life. And, and I think if the person's been exposed to these stages and they know kind of the roadmap, it's only natural at the beginning to pay too much attention to the roadmap and not just be along for the ride, you know? It's easy to pay too much attention to, okay, where am I on the roadmap of the spiritual life? Am I in the purgative? Am I in the illuminative? Am I in the unitive stage? Um, and for the most part, like, unless you literally are a saint, and even still there weren't many saints that said anything like this, um, there were a few, St. Therese comes to mind, but, uh, if you're claiming that you're in the unitive stage, um, you better have a lot of people that can vouch for you, and, like, it better be clear that you're going to be a saint when you die. Um, like, it's very clear when people are in the unitive stage, um, I think I've met at least one person who was there, I think. Um, he was a priest in Ohio. Just an incredible man. Had an immense amount of spiritual gifts. Um, this was all while I was in the religious life. And one of our brothers, uh, he had been really, I think he was stressing out about something or maybe he was kind of getting sick. I can't remember. And he was praying to God at night, and he said, you know, Lord, please, I, I just, I want to see this priest, uh, this priest out of Ohio. And I'll leave his, his name out, just because I'm sure he, it, it's not necessary. Uh, 
this brother said, I want to see this priest. Um, and the next morning he wakes up and he like looks out his window and this priest is like standing out there and looking up and he like sees him and he waves at him. And so the brother walks down and he says, he says, you know, father, what are you doing here? And father told him, well, you know, brother, I, uh, I was trying to sleep last night and I just, I felt the Lord telling me that I had to come here and I had to see you and all your brothers. Uh, and it was something that I couldn't, I couldn't shake. So I drove out here. I think he lives probably three hours away from, we were at, in uh, South Bend, Indiana at the time. And he lived about three, three and a half hours away from there. And he said, you know, brother, uh, I just, I felt the Lord telling me very clearly that I needed to come here. So I got up. I didn't, I couldn't sleep. I got up and I drove out here. I don't know why he told me to come out here, but he did. And, you know, the brother was quite, uh, flabbergasted. And so were the rest of, so was the rest of the community as well. Um, and then I, I met him on a couple occasions. Uh, and if you've ever heard of someone who can read your soul, in confession, like Saint Padre Pio could do this. He could, he could really, he could tell you your sins before you said them. And I, I kid you not, this priest did that to a T, to a T. Uh, myself and a few other brothers had gotten to stay with him for about a weekend, and uh, during that time, I, I went to confession to him, and, and you know, I listed off a few of my sins. And then he said, "Okay, brother, you know, you forgot this and this and this and this and this and this." And these weren't like generic things either. These were quite specific, um, which was just a shocking thing to experience. You know, the, the, the Lord does, the Lord does these things. He works through people, especially when the people are that open to him, when the people are that open to him. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing what God can do if you completely detach yourself from everything but him. And if you open yourself completely to him. So. That's just as, as a anecdotal example. Um, I mean, I'm not generally, well, I guess I could probably say I'm, I'm not the kind of person that looks for miracles around every corner. Uh, I'm certainly not. And I also don't, you know, I'm not a charismatic person. Uh, this priest I'm talking about was quite charismatic, or is, you know, he's, he's still alive, um, is quite charismatic, but, but not in like an overbearing way and, and not in like a He's just, he's charismatic in like a really saintly way. Like, in the way that saints are, are charismatic, uh, he he is. So, anyway. Yeah, it, it, uh, I'm not, I'm not someone who, who usually tries to like see miracles in a lot of things. And I, I think that those were the only two times, I'm trying to think now, that I've, like, that I've really experienced something absolutely incredible and, and like miraculous in that sense. I've had what some people thought were demonic experiences at certain times in my life, different oppression. That, but honestly, like I don't those things. It's really hard because I don't know whether to chalk that up to psychology, you know, because I was going through a hard time in my life, or just me making stuff up. Like people that were at those experiences, even to this day, tell me something weird was going. I can't help but think, like, what if I was just, you know, it was just a psychological feeling. <clears throat> Entirely possible. So, uh, that's another story for another time. But, uh, yeah, the, those were...
probably the two experiences that I've had where I've, I've, I've really seen something miraculous occur, uh, like in the in the extraordinary ways. Because every mass is a miracle, right? every sacrament is a miracle, but in a way where it's like this is something that doesn't have a very good natural explanation. Those would be those two those two instances. So yeah, I say all this just to exhort you about what sort of good God can do through you if you allow him to. And it doesn't glorify you at all. I, I almost I almost hesitated. I did hesitate to, to mention this priest because even though I didn't give his name, uh, I still felt that for the sake of his own humility, saying these things, especially before somebody's dead <laughs> like that, calling them a saint is usually not the most prudent thing. But if there was anybody who I would consider saint, it would be him. So thanks. Oh, uh, real quick, real quick, please feel free to uh, subscribe to any of my podcasts on any of the podcast players. Find me on YouTube. Please subscribe. Like me on Facebook, like the Catholicism Car channel on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're all there. Catholicism Car. Find me. And then I also have a Patreon account if you wish to support what I do at, at this podcast and this YouTube channel. And you can also support us on anchor.fm. There's a support button there you click on. I also have links to all of this on my website's support page at www.catholicisminthecar.com.